On this episode of Your Asian Best Friends, we're talking about Asian American music, what it is, what it isn't, who these musicians are, and how me and Taylor feel about it. We've also got another installment of everybody's favorite, Taylor's Takes. Taylor's Takes! What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode five. Episode five. Episode five of Your Asian Best Friends. I'm Bernard. And I'm Taylor. And uh, glad to be back. Uh, I've got an update, Taylor. Oh, this is a surprise. On the car situation. Oh, what's your new car, buddy? Got a new car. 2022. Damn. Hyundai Elantra is the same car that I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one, man. It's a good it's one. A good it one. is a good one. Yeah, see, people were trying to encourage us to get a bigger car. Cause like, I think like 90% of those people who suggested that to me are like camping people. Yeah. You know, they like do shit with their family. Like for sure. We don't do shit. Yeah. No, I mean, my family's growing out of their car cause I just had too many kids and <laughs> too many. They're just say too many. <laughs> they're stuck. <laughs> they're stuck in like this tiny car. And we're just trying to see how long it lasts. Mm, but we are a camping family. Yeah. So, dude, it's nuts when we go camping. There's like, you know, marshmallows coming out of the glove box. <laughs> and like last time we made our kids wear their bike helmets the entire way because we had no other place to put them but on their heads. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, you, you make sacrifices, but that's a sacrifice that you don't have to make. So yeah. stick with a small car as long as you can. This has been Car Talk. With <laughs> <laughs> that's the big update. That's the big up. I know people were um, anticipating the next chapter of the car saga. You know, we were open to different colors, too. But we ended up just. Did getting, you get the same exact color? You got the same. No, it's a different <laughs> blue, but it's blue. Well, we want we wanted red, but then we were at the dealership for like you sit in that fucking place for. Yeah. We're in there four hours, mm-hmm. and the guy they're trying to <clears throat> find us a car. They found us a car. And they were like, "Oh no, shit! We already sold this one." And then the person like who bought it like drove off. We're yeah. Like, hey, that was our car. Yeah. So they had to find us another one from another dealership that was somewhere in Northern California. And it, we were just sitting there so long, and they were like, what, col- what color would you like? And we we're like, we don't fucking care at this point. Yeah. We just want to get out of here and get, as long as the car's good, we really don't care about the color. It mm-hmm. turned out to be the same color as our old car. That's funny. Yeah. I'm, that's, I think, the difference between you and me. I'm like, I am sitting in this seat <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you until would. you give me everything I want <laughs> and exactly how I ask for it. <laughs> I was like, you are not going to beat me at this. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, though. I didn't, no, yours, yours better, better way to be. You have the better way to be. I, but it's not like I really wanted a non-blue. It, it's not like I, I, I want, I don't want a blue car, okay? That's also the difference between you and me. Is that you would like, be stuck No, I got strong opinions about everything. <laughs> Taylor's takes. Taylor's takes. Exactly. I mean, like that's that's the, you know, one of my most, uh, you know, admirable and not 
admirable qualities. I wouldn't call it admirable. I've never, I've never, this is one of my favorite things about you. I just, I just get you going, you know, just just get you going. Let's let's, let's poke Taylor a little. This is my whole excuse to just poke you with stuff. That's the difference between like a, uh, that's the difference between a relationship between friends and a relationship between a partner's. Because I don't think my partner appreciates it as much as you do. Yeah, I think I think uh, me and my partner are similar. Um, I'm opinionated as well, and uh, I can go on forever. And she's very gracious with her attention, and her and she's very generous. But sometimes I can tell she don't give a fuck about what I'm saying. Yeah, and I, I try I try to abort because she's very generous, and uh, she gives me more than enough. <laughs> I feel See, bad for her, but that's also the, the better quality because. If I can sense that somebody's not um, engaged in what I'm trying to uh, convey, I just try harder. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why I don't have a lot of close friends. (laughs) But I've never, I've never, I guess, I don't know. I guess we just lucked out, man, because I don't don't remember ever being like, God, Taylor just won't shut up. Never no, had that but experience. The, no, because you are entertained by it. Other people aren't entertained by it. <laughs> well, I, I hope problem. our listeners. Are. <laughs> like, Man, I tried listening to great best friends, but that Taylor guy, dude. There was a time last week when I was cutting the episode. I was like, "This is too much Taylor takes." <laughs> like, like even I was getting tired of Taylor's takes. Well, too bad, because here we go. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to Taylor's Takes, where I try to piss Taylor off <laughs> by bringing up, I don't know, um, divisive, controversial um, foodstuffs. Um, let's see. I know, I know you've got an opinion about this one. Microwaves. Oh, This is a changing opinion. I actually don't have... I used to hold a really strong opinion that I hated microwaves. Mm -hmm. Not because of the hippy-dippy shit about like, oh, it's bad for your health or anything like that. But because I just had shitty microwaves that didn't heat up food properly. So I would just like have terrible experiences eating, you know, beans that were like really, really hot. And then really, really cold in the same bite, (laughs) and it pissed the shit out of me. And then I started cooking out of this cookbook um, by this woman named Harumi, who's like this famous Japanese food personality, and she used the microwave a shit ton. And I started using it, I was like, this shit's great. Yeah. Makes everything fast. It's awesome. And sometimes more evenly cooked. Sometimes. Than if you were to do it on a stove. Yeah. I think the problem with microwaves is that they are often, like the whole thing about microwaves is that they're convenient, right? Right. And like that's what people just um, associate them with. But because of that, it makes you lose your ability to use common sense of like how you're going to use the thing. So like, I would just throw shit in there and be like, work. (laughs) And then when it would come out shitty, I'd be like, 
<laughs> so give an example. What's an example of something you cook in the microwave? Like beans, right? Okay. I would just like throw a shit ton of beans in there <laughs> and then put it on for 10 minutes. <laughs> put it on for a long time and then come out not okay. And I'd be like, so annoyed. But you know what I should have done? I should have stirred the beans a little bit. Mm. But I was too lazy. That's why I was using the microwave to begin with. I don't want to work harder than I need to work right now. I'm tired. It's I'm going to reheat my beans in the microwave. Yeah. I don't feel like taking the time to stir them a little bit. But what happens? Cold beans. <laughs> <laughs> Look what happens. <laughs> and hot beans. And pretty soon I'm just throwing beans in the sink. And that's not the experience I want to have. Angrily. Angrily, yeah. Shattered glass everywhere. Dude, there's beans on the ceiling of my (laughs) (laughs) wall. I saw that earlier. I saw that. (laughs) But yeah, and you know, the microwave's having a renaissance right now because, uh, you know, our friend Dave Chang that we talked about last week, he's not actually our friend, but... I wish. um, You know, he's really a big proponent of microwaves. Same with uh, Wyatt Dufresne. He's the best ever. Dude, like he might be the best ever. Yeah, I think so. People just don't understand, right? And he had all his line cooks have a microwave on their station. That's amazing, yeah. And both those people know way more about food than I do. So once they start talking about it, I'm like, well, I think I'm probably in the wrong here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, well, it's like, I don't know if it's like about being in the wrong, but microwaves i think what would be yeah maybe because no you're definitely wrong it's like you're either right (laughs) (laughs) well there's multiple ways to cook things right and it may be just that someone doesn't prefer to use a microwave and that's fine i mean yeah that is fine but then saying that microwaves are shitty that's wrong is wrong that's wrong right yes that yes. means that you're not using the tool correctly. Yes. And I wasn't using the tool correctly for a lot of years. I, would, I mean, you can use it to melt butter, right? I mean, I don't know, yeah. though. Like, if you, <laughs> if you don't melt butter in the microwave, you're doing it wrong. Because you're really going to get out of pan and put your butter in the pan and then slowly watch and it. Ben Marie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Like, at that point, you're just an asshole. Like, just put it in a, in a bowl. And and watch it go, right? It's done. You put it in the microwave for 30 seconds, boom, you got melted butter. Really good at melting butter. Yeah. Less dishes. Less dishes, right? Less water usage for cleaning said dishes. Exactly. So you are wrong in that instance of not using a microwave. I think you're right. You convinced me. Team microwave. Team microwave. Your Asian best friends are yeah. team microwave. I'm going to combine a couple of things into this one. <laughs> they're kind of the, the same machine. thing. They're kind of the same thing. All right. Pre-grated cheese and pre-ground pepper. No, that's, yeah. No. I mean, it's not, <laughs> one, it's not that hard to grate cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Like, the loss of flavor in both those things, or it's just not worth it. It's tremendous it's not, loss of flavor. <laughs> yeah. You just end up with like chalky-ass cheese and pepper that doesn't taste like anything. Amazing. So team freshly ground pepper <laughs> and freshly grated cheese. Yes. Absolutely. I'm with you on that one. 
Okay, last one. Regional American pizzas. I'm talking about Detroit style, uh, Chicago deep dish, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. The weird pizzas. Yeah. I guess they're not as weird anymore. Mm -hmm. But the um, alternative pizzas. Do you care whether or not they're pizza or not? Do I care? Yeah, do you, like because people will c- contend that Detroit oh. pe- or a Chicago deep dish is not pizza. No, that shit's so annoying. Like mm. I don't give a shit. You don't and care. Like, yeah. No, I don't care at all. And it's just mostly it's like assholes from New York saying like, "Oh, we own pizza. Like we invented pizza." They totally didn't. And they didn't. <laughs> they right? know they didn't too. And they know they didn't. They know exactly where it came from. <laughs> and like. So I don't give a shit, man. I mean, I think those sorts of things are beautiful, just like New York-style pizza. It's like you're given ingredients, you're given this dish, you can't make it exactly how you want it to be made, or you're influenced by some other um, culture in your neighborhood or your community, and you make it your own. Like, just call that shit pizza. Like, who gives Mm. a shit, right? Um. I do think labels matter when you're talking about like uh, some parts of food. Like one thing that bothers me is when people call frittatas quiches. Like those are just completely <laughs> different things, <laughs> right? <laughs> like those are different. Those are different. Right, right. <laughs> but like if it's if the intent is there and you know that like this is supposed to be pizza, just fucking call it pizza. There's shitty pizza, and you can call pizza shitty but it's still pizza. Yeah. I'll say, I don't care. I don't, I, well, people, because people, I've talked to people about this. I don't think, I guess guess if I'm just thinking about it, I don't think deep dish is pizza, but I don't care. Yeah. You know, like, like I don't care about that uh, uh, categorization. Mm -hmm. Um, Put a gun to my head, I'm like, eh, probably not, I wouldn't call it pizza, but don't care. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, they all have their places, right? I mean, I don't understand why people are so upset about it. Yeah, that's the weird thing, right? Like, people get really mad about yeah. whether they're good or not. Um, I think you can... It's like, why can't you just have an opinion about them and not get mad about it? <laughs> I mean, I... That's like... That's the antithesis to Taylor Stakes, right? <laughs> I'd be such a hypocrite. If I was like, yeah, why can't you just have an opinion <laughs> yeah. and not get mad about You're it? like, mad about people being mad about pizza. <laughs> All right, so what are we in for today? Okay, so I wanted to talk about music. Let's do it. More specifically, Asian American music and what the hell it is. <laughs> yeah. So I th- this is really something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, not lately, but like the past like few years, I guess. Yeah. Just um, in the back of my mind was that other, uh, like black people and other marginalized group, They've got such a huge and powerful and deep seated music culture in this country. They made music. They made whatever music you listen to today, (laughs) black people made it. Yeah, no, for sure. Whatever you listen to. I mean, there's a reason for that. They did everything. Yeah, they've done absolutely everything. Like, there's no music. No. (laughs) That exists. Other than like. You know, merengue. <laughs> <laughs> probably had a hand in that too. But black people just have such a 
beautiful history of music uh, all over the world, but specifically in this country that I grew up on. Yeah. You know, pretty much everyone grew up on. And uh, we have like nothing. Like, as far as being American, like Asian American, Mm. we really have no. Cult music culture to feed into, mm-hmm. to get excited about, to gather around. Yeah. Um, which is incredibly sad to me. Yeah, I think it's a reflection of how um, dispersed we are as like a community. Yeah. I think what you said about nothing to gather around, like, what do we gather around? It's like, we have nothing. There's nothing that unites us, partly because like there's so much strife between the cultures yeah. that were carried over. That was carried over here, right? So there's like no shared bond outside of like horrific things that happen, like you know the Asian hate that we saw in um, you know this past summer and throughout the history of the United States. Like those things bond us or tend to bond us because the outside sees no difference in the way we appear to them. But within our community, I think the differences between us are always hammered in by the people that preceded us. Right. Yeah. And that's absolutely it. And it's, I think it's also part of the reason those divides are still there to a certain extent is because we haven't been allowed to participate in pop culture at all. Yeah. We haven't been given an opportunity to build something that we could gather around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to, to throw our hat in the ring as far as entertainment is concerned. Because, you know, we all love... We love entertainment in this country. Like, we idolize entertainers, whether they be mm-hmm. athletes or musicians or movie stars. You know, we really flock to these places. And just now we're starting to see, you know, as we've talked about on the show many times, uh, Asian people in the film space, um, on TV, in roles that kind of, the kind of roles that we deserve. It's great. We're starting to see that, but we don't have the history that, you know, that, that's, that's the thing that really bugs me um, with Asian American music. It, it just like even saying that feels absurd because there's no such thing almost. Yeah, but I think it's changing. And I think it's changing um, because we're not rallying around our um, individual communities. And I think we, for the first time, are recognizing this like Asian American experience, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think because of that, we can share in the successes of people that don't share our direct ancestry, right? We can share in those successes because we understand the challenges that they were up against. Yeah. We're also up against. Totally. Because to the dominant culture, there's no difference. Right? Yeah. Um, I definitely, and, yeah, I definitely feel feel, feel uh, that connection with any Asian that I see. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if they're Filipino or not. Did you feel that way when you were a kid? That, uh, that uh, I was connected to an entertainer because they're Asian? Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't. I didn't Jackie at all. Jackie Chan? Well, not in music, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. No, well, yeah, who'd we have? <laughs> I mean, who was there? <laughs> I, I can, okay, I can. The Asian guy in Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. end of list. <laughs> like, I can't think of anyone and else. And I don't even yeah. know. I don't even know that guy's name. So I guess I rescind my my answer because if we're just talking music, I don't I don't think so because there was no one to react to. 
Yeah, and the people that there were to react to were like a hiding. Like right? a closet Asian? Yeah, like yeah, Van yeah. Halen. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, because you think about that shit, and it's like Eddie Van Halen was a dominant cultural phenomenon. Force, yeah. Right? He was huge. <laughs> never repped it. And never repped it. <laughs> ever. Right? And I only found out after he died. I was like, oh shit, that guy was Asian? That's, I found out this af- whole posthumously time? too. Yeah, me too. I you read know? that. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> we had him on our team the whole yeah, time? The whole time. But like, I think that's part of the issue is that like, even if you were Asian American, there was no benefit to representing that culture. Right. You know, there was none. If anything, there was just risk. Yeah. And now yeah. I think we're living in a time where there is more benefit than there was before. Um, but I think it's, honestly, I think it's limited to women right now. Like Really good female Asian American artists. Amazing. Really good. Like some of the best right now, right? But I haven't seen that like big male Asian American pop star. And yeah, and the other aspect of it is if we were to have, um, here's a perfect example, like Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, Anderson Peck, both Asian, two of the biggest artists in the world. Yeah. Asian American. Um, but they're not, the music they play is not Asian American music. It's black music. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not our music. It's black music. Like that does not belong to us. So we, it's like we, we're starting to define what it is now. It's like this is the first time we've had an opportunity to do so. Yeah, but like going back to what we were talking about earlier, like everything is black music. Everything. Like, and every touch point in the history of music, they were the ones that were like, what if we did it this way? Yeah. Like even rock and roll. Like, and it's, it's, Everything came from the blue. They don't get the credit for it. <laughs> it's like everything, yeah. right? So like that doesn't bother me really, right? Like I don't know what Asian American music would be. I think what I feel with Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac is the same thing I felt with Van Halen. Is like what? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know, or like Tiger Woods, or like oh, any yeah, of yeah. these people that like are actually Asian. But they're not repping it that much, yeah, you know. Not, that, not enough. Not enough, right? Because there's no cultural capital there, right? That's a great way to put you it. Know? No cultural capital. I think it's it's not that it bugs me that they're making black music because everyone makes black music, like we said. It's just it's just a reminds me that we don't have a music, you mm-hmm. know, like we don't have a lot of contribution to even white people, even though they're playing uh, uh, genres that black people defined at the beginning and invented um, white people have put their stamp in different genres. Right. Obviously like, 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 like countless white artists and bands that have made mm-hmm. uh, indel- indelible marks on the music industry. Yeah. And you know, it just goes on forever the list and black artists too. Um, and it's just, it, it just alerted me to the fact that we need, 
I, what I would love to see is Asian Americans leaving our footprint on the industry. You know, I would love to see that in the future in a bigger way. You know, um, Silk Sonic's pretty big. That's pretty cool. I wish they'd talk about being Asian more often. <laughs> yeah, but, I, you know, I think the time to define music genres is over. Like, I, I think we're just too shared of a community that everybody's pulling from absolutely everything. Yeah. And it's just a blur. Like, I don't, I don't know how much you can say, like, this is Asian American music, this is uh, white music, this is black music. Like, I think we're all just stealing from each other now, which now, I think is beautiful. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to end. Like, I don't, yeah. like, the way the world works right now, we have access to absolutely everything. So even something that felt as distant or siloed away as like K-pop is now infiltrating the United States and making its mark. You into K-pop? In its way, yeah. Like fucking whatever the fuck their names are. BTS. BTS. Like they're fucking fun, man. I'm kind of into it. Yeah, They're great. <laughs> they're so good at what they do. Really good. Right? Yeah. But like that's all part of it. Like I don't think there's ever going to be, if there was a moment to say this is Asian American music, it's past. And I think what we can, but that's okay. Oh, I think that's great. That's okay. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I think it's better. That's a good um, way to put it. Yeah. You've made but, me feel better now. <laughs> You've assuaged my anxieties. That's not something I usually do to people. No, that makes sense. That makes total sense. But I do think the gap there is the support for Asian American artists and yes. the the community around around that. Like I think that's what's missing and I think that's what um honestly is on our community to address. But also like there's a lot of shit working against people too, right? Yeah. And that's a yeah, that's a that's a great point. And I think the in reality, the thing I'm missing is much more simple. It's just like more Asian Americans contributing to to popular music and being acknowledged as Asian Americans. Yeah. I think it's that acknowledgement, right? Yeah. Like, and given the opportunity to impact the culture. Yeah. Because, man, it is, even though there's amazing artists out right now, um, it's a small subset and right, it's right. mostly women. And honestly, it follows a pattern that we've seen through the history of the United States of like Asian American women are first to be accepted into popular culture. I've got this list I found from EliteDaily.com. What is this place? Wait, do you work for this Never place? Never heard of okay. this place. <laughs> Never heard of them. But I found this article. 20 Asian American musicians. <laughs> Add to your playlist now. Uh, I'm going to run these by you, Taylor. Tell me if you've heard of them. All right. If you like, and if you have, do you like them? Do you not? Oh man, this is going to be hard. Melissa Polinar. Mm-mm. Never heard of her. Mm-mm. Me neither. <laughs> Eric Nam. I've heard of him. Haven't heard his music. Who, who is he? Eric Nam. Uh, you got. I'm going to read from here. Uh, born and raised in Atlanta. Cool. <laughs> Nam moved to Korea to pursue music. Oh, he's that's right. He he was there. Um, he did like 
X Factor over there hmm. and like one or something. <laughs> That's so fucked up, man. Like yeah. he, he was born and raised in America. Born and raised and here. He had to go to Korea. <laughs> he would have never made it here. No chance. But he's really big. I, I know his name. I've heard of him. Here's a good one. Karen O. Oh yeah, dude. Like we she's, love Karen O. Karen O's great and I think super impactful in what she did. Cause she was uh I think she represented I mean, she didn't fit in a box that I think people wanted her to fit in. And I think yeah. because of that she was really inspiring to a lot of amazing artists now, like Japanese Breakfast, you know. Um and I think yeah, I think she was totally ground groundbreaking artist. Great songwriter. Yeah. Great Dude. voice. Fucking maps. They don't love you like I love you. God. No, man, that song's fucking perfect. <laughs> it's so good. I love Yeah, Yeah, Yes. Yeah. That's a great band. Um, her, huge. Vallejo, buddy. Vallejo. Vallejo. Filipino. She's awesome. She's in it. Um, she's fantastic. Great guitarist. She's great, man. Great she represents singer. the community. She represents both, both sides. Yeah, man. Olivia Rodrigo? Yeah, dude. Olivia Rodrigo. I didn't know she was eight. She's Filipino. <laughs> of course she's Filipino, fuck? man. That's what, <laughs> what, that's what, what I'm I, trying to tell you, okay. man. <laughs> Wait a second. Have I just been asleep? Like, all these are some big artists here. Dude. Olivia I, Rodrigo's number one record in, in the country. Yeah, dude. She's... She's Filipino? Yeah, she's definitely Filipino, dude. Damn. That's what I'm trying to tell you. If anybody's going to come out and define Asian American I'm music, glad we're doing this, Taylor. It's going to be you. I'm, I'm so heartened by this. This is exciting. Olivia Rodrigo's on Yeah, but team. have you noticed anything about this list? What? The only people that you recognize are all women. Yeah. Steve <laughs> like, Aoki. Yeah, but I mean, come on, man. Eric Nam. <laughs> Nobody knows Eric Nam. He's very popular. <laughs> In Korea. No, he's popular here. He's popular here. No. He is. He's I don't believe you, man. I don't believe you. I mean, wouldn't that be funny? If I, was, I have no idea who he is. Well, I kind of don't know his music. I don't know his music, but I know he's very popular. Last one. I don't know this person. Amber Liu. I don't know, man. Amber Liu. Never heard of her. So, But I think they were purposefully leaving off um, a lot of... Because they didn't put Silk Sonic on here, I you know mm-hmm. you can't that can't, can't have been an oversight, right? I don't know. Like I don't know how many people actually associate them with that culture. But if you were making this list, <laughs> you you would probably easily find them and put them on the list, right? Unless you were Gosh, trying purposefully I mean, omitting them. Yeah, I think the list is it is what it is. But they're missing some like huge people in there yeah like, i think i think looking at the head the title the headline i think they're trying to alert you to artists you might not know of her and olivia rodrigo all i'm saying is that like you know her olivia rodrigo all these big artists that karen O. yeah where's the dudes there's no dudes steve aoki <laughs> if you if you did and I am so happy. I'm so happy that Asian American women are breaking through on their own terms. So good yeah. on their own terms, right? And I think that's beautiful. But I think that there needs to be 
Um, there needs to be room for some dudes, man. Yeah. Because I think if we look at the, you know, if we're honest about how we felt growing up, it was that Asian American men were not even seen in pop culture outside of being emasculated. Yeah. Right. We're never desirable. Never desirable. Asian American women were objectified and not treated fairly and only viewed um, through the lens of their bodies, but they were desired. Yeah. And there's some weird nuance to navigate there, but I feel like part of the history there makes it more difficult for people that look like you and me to to actually break through. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's 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 I think we're just in a the very beginnings of a transition towards uh Asian Americans becoming prominent in different entertainment fields. Yeah. Right. It's gonna take a long time. I can think of a few omissions already from that list. Yeah. Just off the top of my head, there are some weird... Is is Pharrell not Asian? Isn't he Asian? He is. He's one of the biggest artists in the world. Hugo? <laughs> Can't forget Hugo. <laughs> Never forget Hugo. Who forgets Hugo? Everybody forgets Hugo. Except for except for people that look like you and me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember I like, wait, Hugo. wait, wait, wait. Who's that guy, though? <laughs> Who is that guy in the Neptunes? <laughs> um, Pharrell, um, obviously Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, Anderson Peck. Um, Anderson's Korean. Bruno's Filipino. They make good-ass music. I think next week I want to review their, their new albums dropping between this episode and the next episode. We should mm-hmm. review it, I think. That'd be fun. Support the Asian-American brothers out there. Yeah, you're right. You know, those Filipinos are doing pretty well. <laughs> That's, what I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All right. I feel good now. This is yeah. great. This is great. Yeah. There's no Japanese. Jap- talk about, <laughs> no, talk about Japanese breakfast, though. She's, She's not, not Japanese. Not Japanese. <laughs> no, it just reminded me. You got to talk about Japanese breakfast. What about her? I mean, she's amazing. I mean, she's, you know, she wrote that book, Crying in H Mart, which I think is absolutely must read for anybody um, that grew up Asian American, particularly if you grew up when you're split your identity in the white mm. world and the Asian world. Because I, read it. I think she summed up the challenges and the confusion and the lack of identity that you suffer through when you're straddling both of those worlds and how it can feel like you're just like in between all the time. Right. Um, and I think she's, yeah, I think she's amazingly talented at writing. I think she's an amazingly talented musician. Um, she's, yeah, I think she's, she's my, my hope for the future for sure. As far as like, a artist that defines where um, Asian American music can go. Cause I think she truly embodies the Asian American experience. She's a songwriter, like a songwriter, songwriter. She's a songwriter and she 
also, I think through her memoir, she just actively represents the struggle of um, growing up Asian American, mm. you know, and she talks about it all the time, you know, and I think um, if anybody is truly, to me, representing Asian Americanness in music, it's her. Amazing. I got to get more in a Japanese breakfast. Yeah, she's great. Thank you so, so much for listening and sticking with us. Um, if you're one of our actually many friends and family who's listening to this show, we love you. Thank you for listening to this. Uh, I really appreciate it. Taylor doesn't have any friends. Mm-mm. No, you've got a friend who listens. I have a friend. You've got a friend who listens. I do. Thank you, friend. Yeah, that thank listens. you, friend. <laughs> thank you, friend. Um, you want to plug your uh, your cousin's band, buddy? Our intro music. Oh, we've got to yeah, we've got to talk about this. Um, you guys may have noticed that we've got new theme music. Uh, our very first theme music for the show. Production value. Um, by the great, great band, uh, Secret Sidewalk. My cousin's in that band, but they're like objectively really good. Uh, love this song, Common Core. Couldn't, couldn't have hoped for a better uh, theme song for the show. Uh, it brings the heat. I love this song. Yeah. And uh, we just want to shout out Secret Sidewalk. Uh, I, I love those guys, and I'm so honored to have their music on our show. We had a whole episode on Asian American music. And took us this long to get to your cousin. Oh no! <laughs> I think I'm out. I'm out. I'm out of the family. <laughs> but also a great example of another Filipino bringing the heat. We're taking over. You are, man. You are. We're taking over. Um, uh, yeah. Shout out to Secret Sidewalk. Uh, if you guys haven't heard that band, go check them out. Uh, they're on all streaming services. They've got um, vinyl available as well, I believe, Ooh. on their on their Bandcamp. I believe um, could be wrong. <laughs> could be. I think it's on their Bandcamp. But look them up either way. Great, that was a great plug, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Talk. Of, speaking of nebulous, I have like, no idea where to find their. You stuff. might be able to buy stuff um, from them on the internet. And they might have it. They might have a band camp. They may or may not have it. They might, but Spotify for sure. Spotify for sure. And on this very show, in a few moments, you will hear <laughs> some sweet, sweet secret sidewalk. Thank you guys for joining us. I'm Bernard, and I'm Taylor, and we're your Asian best friends. <laughs> <laughs>